You're listening to The Moment. Compelling conversations with amazing Canberra women. Hosted by award-winning journalist Ginger Gorman. Today, Ginger talks to journalist Emma McDonald about the moment her baby daughter was born and she realised she had to do something to stop mothers dying in childbirth in countries right on Australia's doorstep. So I had just had a baby and I was exhausted but also supremely um, delighted with the outcome because I'd had a daughter and I had a four-year-old son. But when I think back to the moment, the life-changing moment, I just remember being in a fog and a haze of exhaustion. So my obstetrician who had um, helped me deliver this beautiful little bundle, he uh, knew that I was a journalist and knew that I uh, you know, wrote about social affairs and uh, women's issues and he asked me for some advice and he said that he had been struggling with the issue of global maternal mortality and that he'd recently read a Time article and he showed me this article and it basically um, was a pictorial by um, award-winning human rights photographer Lindsay Adario and it was about an 18-year-old woman in Sierra Leone who was giving birth to twins and it uh, doesn't have many words it's mainly the photos do the speaking as they always do and it shows she gives birth to the first um, baby and they um, they wrap the baby up and they put the baby in a little plastic basket uh, you know on a on a concrete floor um, by the bed as she continues to deliver the other child but she starts to bleed and um, through a series of photos you watch her lose her battle to um to deliver this baby and she dies and the baby is born um the babies are handed to her sister i think and um her mother and father and family bury her the issue is is that this is a really really scarily common scenario throughout the developing world and how did you feel about that having a brand new baby yourself but also being a journalist and realizing what that story meant well, I cried. I cried bucket loads. Um, Steve cried when he showed me um, the the article. But I was also really ashamed because I had no idea. I didn't know that one in 17 women in Sierra Leone will die in childbirth or that, you know, one in 19 women will die in PNG through the process of giving birth. And I had just had, um, you know, you know, a tremendously empowering and successful and safe birth in the Canberra Hospital um, where the chance of dying in childbirth in Australia is such a rare um, event. And so I had no idea that this was happening. I had no idea that one woman will die somewhere in the world every two minutes. So in the time that we've been speaking, someone's died in childbirth. So I was shocked, but I was also... um, I felt a bit excited about actually removing myself from my observer status as a journalist and actually getting involved. And that's what Steve wanted to do. So he had this this seedling of an idea, <clears throat> which is that every day on his hospital rounds, he would see massive bunches of flowers get delivered into the maternity ward. You know, tens of bunches in a hospital room. And I had just experienced that. And people spend a lot of money. You know, they're spending 50, 150 bucks sending you beautiful flowers but very short-lived flowers that was exactly that was exactly the kernel of the idea he said 
Um, when the mums leave the hospital um, with their newborns, it's it's hard enough to carry a, a baby basket and all your stuff, let alone your flowers. He had watched so many flowers just get either, you know, put in reception, given to nurses, thrown in the bin. And he thought, wouldn't it be great if some of that money, um, if some of just a small portion of that money could be channeled into helping more women around the world achieve a safe birth? Um, the, woman, um, the woman in Sierra Leone that the article was uh, about, he said, I could have saved her with a 50 cent um, tablet. You know, if I'd been there, I could have, she wouldn't have died. And he was, he was, he was having an existential moment where he just, he couldn't live with not trying at least to do something. Now, as a professor of medicine in Canberra and a journalist in Canberra, we are very far removed from the issue. So it was kind of a bizarre situation where we thought that we could somehow do something um, that could um, contribute to a solution for a global and entrenched global problem but you know sometimes sometimes in in your um sleep deprived haze you think well crazy things have happened and also there's something beautiful that happens when you give birth which is you're up all night and all day and all night over 24 hours with your baby and you're kind of almost existing on another level it's like bringing this new life into the world and meditating with it so maybe your brain was in a slightly different zone if you like yeah I still remember it was an exciting time and I couldn't sleep I was possessed by the idea of doing something I didn't know quite what it was and I remember one night um you know during one of those night feeds it just came to me in a flash to send hope not flowers so um once we sort of had a title it, it felt like we could actually do something. So Steve gathered some people together. Alex Fay, who's a um, he's our internet guru, and he sort of helped um, develop a website. We had some lawyers do pro bono work and um, Zoo Advertising um, agreed to do a logo for us and sort of get us up off the ground. And how did you get people to understand your idea and give to your idea because we're very far removed in middle-class Canberra from the situation that you're describing. The most exciting part of it all is that people get it. They they immediately, it's not hard to to understand that, you know, in other countries, women die giving birth. And once people are aware of how big a problem it is, you know, that's half the battle. But also it's a really easy thing. Rather than, you know, spending um, $50, $100 sending flowers to hospital, you jump online, make a donation. We send out a card. It explains that um, in honour of this new mum and her newborn, that a donation has been made to help save the life of another mother. So actually when we explained it and we were so enthusiastic and honestly, I'm a bit embarrassed when I think back, I was just, I was a bit of a blathering idiot. You know, I was sleep deprived and had a newborn, but um, somehow we got the message out there and people came on board immediately and we felt really propelled to do more because people kept saying, geez, this is a great idea. You know, I shamelessly used my journalistic connections to get advice from people who were in the charity space, you know, some really big organizations, you know, took my calls. They were very supportive. Um, they said it was a great idea. Some some big charity said, wow, we wish we'd thought of this. So, you know, it was, it, 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 once we had a name for it and we um, had committed to doing it, it got ahead of steam and it actually um, somehow, miraculously, it ended up coming to light. Um, another really um, crucial part of the puzzle was one afternoon um, I got home from the Fishwick markets, you know, with Imi in a, in a, um, a sleep on my chest in my Bjorn again 
and I checked emails and I had this email saying congratulations on your really beautiful idea because we'd written to Lindsay Adaria. Steve had wanted to write to say that her article had had such a profound effect that he had determined that he was going to do something and that we would, you know, pull something together and to just thank her. And so I got home and got this email and it said, it's a great idea. Um, This is a problem that we all need to come together on. It was signed Christy Tellington Burns. And I thought, Wow, that would be bizarre having the name of Christy Turlington Burns because, you know, the actual Christy Turlington Burns um, is really famous. And wouldn't that be, you know, a bit of a burden to bear to have that name? And then, you know, a few seconds later it clicked and it was actually the Christy Turlington Burns who runs an amazing organization out of New York, Every Mother Counts. So she has a global sort of lobby and information portal through her charity and that's what her great passion in life is is to um, you know arrest the number of women dying she had a traumatic birth where she had a postpartum hemorrhage herself and had she not been um, close to medical support you know heaven knows what would have happened so for her it's it's this is her campaign this is her passion in life and to get that initial support that you know she thought it was a worthwhile idea and she wished us all the best and we're now a partner with Every Mother Counts in America and um, I've been over there and visited the offices and, you know, we have contact with them. So that was a really important validation. And if I gave you 100 bucks right now instead of sending flowers to my friend who'd had a baby, what would happen to that money, Emma? Well, you could decide which one of our programs um, that money could go to. Um, To put a figure on it to make it easy for other people to understand, we supported an Australian doctor called Barry Kirby and he came up with an idea a few years ago. He works in some of the most remote parts of PNG in Milne Bay province and he did a massive study on why the maternal mortality rate was so high there. It was something like one in 17 women dying. So that's one community, you know, could lose a mother, a sister, um, you know, a daughter. People almost expect, you know, women are fearful when they're pregnant. They don't know how it's going to end. Um, one in 10 women in, in this area will give birth completely on her own, completely on her own. And that's something that I just find astounding. So he went and spoke to the families where women had died and he tried to work out what it was that was preventing them from having a supervised birth. Um, a lot of it was really simple stuff. Women in PNG don't like to leave their villages. They have other children, they have husbands, they have family that they need to support. So they can't just, you know, wander off and have a baby. They don't have the money for the, you know, it's $5 or equivalent to pay for a health center birth. They don't have food to take with them when they travel away from home. So he thought, I'll put together a little baby bundle, an incentive gift of really basic supplies for the baby and for the mother, you know, a sheet, some um, some reusable nappies, a singlet for baby, um, some soap, some sanitary supplies for mum, a small amount of money so that she can buy food while she's, you know, three days away from home. And he thought, if I make these available when the women present at the health centre, it's an incentive for them. The husbands love it because the women are not a financial drain on them when they have a baby. Um, They're getting something. And having just been to PNG, I now understand so clearly that getting a plastic baby bath full of baby supplies is an amazing thing for these women and it makes all the difference in the world. So Barry's intervention um, last year in a peer-reviewed medical journal was found to have lowered the death rate in that area by 78% and those findings were presented internationally 
at um, the World Congress of um, Obstetricians and Gynecologists and it may well be a model for interventions anywhere else in the world. It's a simple thing. These baby bundles cost about $28 to put together. So if you gave me $100, we could um, fund four baby bundles and that's four chances at a safe birth for the women of PNG. It's incredible, absolutely incredible. I'm kind of gobsmacked. What were you doing in PNG, Emma? We raced across um, just over the Mother's Day um, weekend. So it was the most extraordinary, exciting, momentous event. The um, Australian government um, heard of our work, um, knew what we were doing. We work um, not only in PNG, we work in across some of the remote parts of Indonesia, the Solomons and Vanuatu. Um, they heard of what um, Barry was doing. They heard of our support for midwives who go into remote areas in PNG and they train local birth attendants in a health workforce to assist women, you know, locally when they, they go into labour. And they encouraged us to apply for a direct um, aid uh, program grant. And so we did and we received $80,000 DFAT to continue our work in PNG. So we went over to the High Commission for an official gifting ceremony. Um, some of our midwives were there. Unfortunately, Barry was stuck doing business um, in Brisbane, organising his seaplane because he's now worked out that, you know, it's it's too tricky with boats trying to get to women. So he's he's got a seaplane and that's another, that's going to be another big, you know, exciting um, thing because we're you know we're keen to support him in that but yes we received eighty thousand dollars in uh, taxpayer funds which um, we can account for every dollar we bought two state-of-the-art birthing models to help train um, midwives and birth attendants um, and we're um, continuing to support Barry in all of his work and including the baby bundles and you know waiting safe waiting houses for mothers in you know really tricky spots to get to when they're they're in labor uh, so we went across and we went to the Australian High Commission and we um, we had a ceremony and it was the most exciting honestly to be able to do that um, I just never thought we would get to that point and it was so validating and just fantastic. If you think about that moment that you were describing to me where you'd just given birth to Imi and your doctor came in and talked to you about this idea compared to where you are right now, how do you think it's impacted you and your life? It's given me um, faith and courage and at first, I didn't think it was possible to set up a charity out of, you know, from scratch. And I'd never done it before. And none of us had done it before. And, you know, there's only four of us. Um, we work, we all have jobs. Um, we do it all in our free time. We don't have any staff. We do it all together. But I just, anything is possible. And it just, um, it's been good for my soul because it means that um, I have faith and I have faith in all of the donate, don donors who've made donations, hundreds of thousands of dollars in the last few years. Um, people want to help and people understand and people are good and we love mums and we love babies. So um, it's made me a happier person because even though I've seen and heard now and I'm very acutely aware of tragedy, tragedy so close to our doorstep and you know, tragedy, a, a mother dying in childbirth. I mean, it's just, I find it hard to even talk about without getting choked up. But 
you can do something. You can do something and we can do something and we've done something. So I feel incredibly positive and it's just changed my perspective. Also, as a journalist, I write about people doing stuff. Um, I write about people who have great ideas and who get off their asses and they give it a go. And sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. And now I'm on the other side of that. And we did give it a go. And, you know, sometimes it's hard you know, the paperwork and we're still trying to get tax-free status, you know, the 150 pages, you know, of, of admin that needs to be put on DFAT's desk. And we still don't know, you know, that's been a long, long battle. You can't set up a charity overnight. It takes a lot of, um, a lot of blood, sweat and tears. And I thank Tara Torbenschlag for, um, for putting most of uh, those bodily fluids into it on behalf of us all. But, um, I really, Honestly, hand on heart can say that what we've done has no doubt saved the lives of, you know, many, many mothers. You've been listening to the final episode of The Moment, compelling conversations with amazing Canberra women, hosted by award-winning journalist Ginger Gorman. Today, Ginger has been talking to journalist Emma McDonald about why she felt compelled to start the charity Send Hope Not Flowers. Yes, I did say it was the final episode of The Moment, but stay tuned for more exciting podcasts from her Canberra to come. Oh, 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 oh